Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and joined in studio now by former Bills defensive back and current CNN correspondent, Coy Wire. Coy, good to have you here. Before we get started, the Bills have issued an updated statement, so I wanted to get that pulled up here. Um, the update from the Bills is as follows. Can we put that up, guys, because I don't have it in front of me right now. Do you have the statement? Give us one second. Oh, here it is. I've got it. DeMar remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight. He is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. So that is the update, which I think to a great degree is what a lot of what we already knew, but it's just kind of confirming it uh, at the team level. So we appreciate that update. And again, as more updates become available, we'll provide them along to you. Okay. Now, Coy, good to have you. Good to see you. Been a while. Uh, you know, you kind of doing your thing down in Atlanta. Uh, but this is this one obviously hits different. Um, this latest, you know, injuries happen every week in the NFL. This one hits different. It's one that is not all too different from the one you and your teammates had to go through in 2007. Um, opening kickoff, second half, I believe you were on the kickoff unit yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're out there on the field on that play. Opening kickoff, second half. I, I hate to bring up a, a terrible subject, but we're trying to all deal with this and process this in our own way. What can you take from that that you feel applies here from a player perspective? I was trying to watch the game, enjoy the game. I stand when I watch Bill's games. And when I saw that happen to DeMar, um, I, I fell down to the side of my couch and I was had a lot of emotions rush back, you know, seeing the ambulance, seeing the players, the tears, the huddle on bended knee, saying prayers. I did have uh, in these emotions flooding back from being on the field when Kevin Everett suffered his uh, paralysis. Um, when I was in college at Stanford University, our running back, Kerry Carter, who would go on to play in the NFL as well, he had a collision with the University of Washington safety, Curtis Williams. Oh, Curtis right. was yes. paralyzed from the neck down. 18 months later, he passed away from complications uh, due to that paralysis. Mm-hmm. In each of those occasions, at some point, you know, the whistles blew. They told us to buckle up and get back out there and play on. That's just the way it was, you right. know. 
and you get hardened to those things. You're taught to, to live in this world where it's a next play, next snap mentality. Whether you drop a pass or you fumble a, a ball, that's how you have to be to be able to succeed moving forward. You can't let negativity haunt you. And so you become callous, you become hardened to uh, humanity, right? Yeah. To, to mm-hmm. what's right. My wife, you know, we were talking about this, and she says she was in the stadium that day too when Kevin Everett got injured. And she said, how were we living in a world where it was okay to just tell everyone to go play after this tragic incident? She didn't understand that. She didn't come from a sports family, a sports, any sort of knowledge of sport culture. So I had to explain to her back then, you know, this is just the way it is. You know, when someone gets injured, you say your prayers and you play on she did not understand. And I think it was a powerful moment, um, an unprecedented moment when the NFL and specifically the two coaches involved, Sean Taylor, uh, Sean, uh, excuse me, Zach Taylor, <laughs> Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott, you know, they, what they did, it cannot be overstated how powerful that decision was. They were told by Troy Vincent of the NFL to go and to their locker and assess the situation. And when they saw those faces and saw that trauma in the eyes of the guys in front of them, they determined they shouldn't have to go back out there. Yeah. I think that's a paradigm shift in the way it's always been is starting to change. You know, maybe in the past, player safety first, uh, health is important, we care about, maybe those words have seemed to ring a bit hollow in the past. Mm-hmm. But this was different. And I think the ripple effects this is going to have, everyone else in the NFL was watching. College coaches were watching. Youth level coaches, parents were watching. And and they're going to start to understand that this really wasn't right the way things used to be. Right? So I think that if there's any sort of silver lining in this, of course, the ultimate joy will come when we know that DeMar is, is, is back to a full and hopefully speedy recovery. Um, but that is one thing that we can take from this. We sometimes learn through adversity and often through adversity uh, some sort of positive that can come from it. And I think that was huge. I think yeah. that is a, a big moment in, in sport, and it's going to you know, have, a, have a lasting effect. Yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, was missing from this scenario was that DeMar never, you know, he never came out of it and never got, even in Kevin, when he kind of he gave a little. No, he was paralyzed. Right. I don't so think he was doing anything. Yeah. That was something that we always looked for, right? Yeah. And and this is the first, and you're right, this is the first time it, it was a little bit like, hey, we ain't going on. Mm-hmm. We can't go on. And the league, you know, backed them up and said, yeah, you're okay. And because they, Troy Vincent, and really good dude, former Bill, kind of a leader-type mentality where the generals and those guys up at the top of the food chain – Listen to the people who had their feet on the ground, Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, and those guys, and the official. Sean Smith. Sean yeah. Smith was there. And they said, listen, we ain't, this isn't right. We yeah, former player was the perfect person to have in that position from the league standpoint. He uh, was on the midnight conference call that night of the game uh, where he explained their emergency action plan, mm-hmm. and he's talking with Commissioner Goodell. He's on the phone with the head official in communication with the two head coaches, and he was certainly part of steering them in that direction. Um, <clears throat> so... And, and, and it also is of note that just a few weeks ago, when you look at uh, 
Tua Tungabailoa, multiple concussions this year. And he played in a game, and they didn't even know he had a concussion in the most recent um, instance. And it was his coach who the next day in film says, Tua, are, are you okay? Yeah. I think you should go see the doctor. That's a big change. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a big change in and of itself. So we're seeing that this culture is, is starting to, to morph into to a better place that will ultimately put players' health and safety first. Um, so it's a bit of positive we can let's, take from it. Let's talk about this because we know that this game is not going to be resumed, at the very least this week. It's kind of open-ended and a little ambiguous, but we understand it's hard to come up with hard and fast answers in a situation like this while the season is still ongoing. How, so it now, at least as far as the coaches are concerned, as far as the players are concerned, it's on to Week 18. Your team had to, and you didn't really learn until the next day that it was literally life and death for Kevin in 2007 until the next day Dr. Cappuccino had the press conference he was not optimistic that Kevin would ever walk again in the immediate aftermath of his emergency care. And you guys had to get ready for a game the next week. How did you guys compartmentalize all of that, pull together as a team, and play a football game? And even when you did and you took the field, was it different? Well, I will say this, you know, a lot of us knew during that game that it was very serious. Um, we saw his body convulsing. Yeah, struggling to breathe. Yeah. Um, and so it was tough to continue on that game. And then after that game, I just wanted to go and hug my wife and hug my parents and tell them I love them. And then, you know, you have this, this nauseated feeling about you, um, an empty feeling. Uh, it was really difficult, and I, you know, so now I'm thinking about the guys today. Of course, they're not; they're having some meetings. They're trying with heavy hearts to get back to work. They're going to have a walkthrough. They're not going to have your typical practice that you'd go out there, and this would be the most intense practice of the week to get ready for the Patriots. We're going to be here at home. This is a playoff implications on the line. How are they? How are they going to be themselves? I don't think they are. But you know, as, as the elite athletes that they are, they will try to find um, not what to fight for, but who, right? They're going to make this mm-hmm. all about DeMar. Um, and so that's how you do it. You, you play for something bigger than yourself. This isn't about me and how many tackles I get this game. I'm doing this for DeMar. I'm doing this for Kevin Everett. I'm do- you know, so that's, in my experience, uh, in the locker rooms I've been a part of, that's, those are the conversations you have. And I'm told that the leaders are in there leading right now in that sort of manner. We've got great leadership from top all the way down to, through to that locker room. So I think that uh, if anything team can pull through this, it will be the Buffalo Bills. We've seen that time and time again. Um, they understand that it's also not just about DeMar. It's about all of them out there, mm-hmm. Bills Nation. I go to Japan to cover a story and I have people coming up to me saying, go Bills. That's how powerful this organization these teams are and they know they're playing for all of their hope they know that they're the glimmer of hope that they need after the uh, racist mass shooting seven months Mm -hmm. ago after the the storm that took the lives of dozens of of people in this community that's who they're playing for too and then this the thing that hit a lot of people about this was because it was unprecedented we it was this injury to demar hamlin seemed 
different uh, because the tackle seemed innocuous by NFL, in by NFL standards of this day and age. And he was okay for a split second and not. And the frantic nature with which they had to revive him on the field and, and, it, and the reaction of his teammates who came around and, you know, and, and shielded the public's eye of what was happening to their teammate. All of this stuff was different. And, it, and even now we seem kind of, um, kind of treading water in, that we're not familiar with the way it happened. I think the, like Zach Taylor in the moments we just saw uh, in the start of this segment and the way Sean McDermott reacted in this is to how thankful and why players rally toward leadership in head coaching positions and why it's so important to have someone who's going to say, this is how it's going to be, guys. In a moment when you don't know how to feel, don't know what to do, Mm. leadership – is what gets us all through. Mm. How thankful we are to have a guy like Sean McDermott, who is a strong leader, and a guy like Zach Taylor, who has also exhibited strong leadership skills, Mike Tomlins of the world, and even the Mike McCarthy's down in Dallas, who today stood up, Dan Campbell in Detroit, these head coaches, uh, Mike McDaniel addressing the media today. Uh, You've got to have guys who, even if they have never been through this before, are strong enough to say, here's what I think we should do and here's why. Mm And to have you know the cachet to have men like you know Steph Diggs and Josh Allen get in behind him and say yeah I'm with you let's go and and join forces so uh, it's part of the reason guys like you guys like me were willing to take the risks inherent in the game that we've just witnessed we were willing to play the game wanted to play the game enjoyed playing the game and we're willing to take those risks is because of the benefits of being around men like that accomplishing things that teams accomplish together, winning games together, being part of a group that accomplishes that together, having guys working towards something together with, with men who you love and respect. It's those risks that seem crazy in moments like this. I mean, most guys, you, me, I don't want to speak for you, mm-hmm. the risk was absolutely worth it Well, and for the benefits that we've gotten throughout our entire lives because of it. And I covered Coy's entire career, at least here in Buffalo, and there was a time where you had to deal with that personally. I remember when your head was in a halo brace. Yeah. Um, how much did that impact your perspective with respect to this game? I mean, you had an injury, a, a serious injury, neck, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, you know, we were playing Jacksonville. I was asked to play linebacker that game at 200 and nothing pounds. Yeah. And this big old lineman pulling guard came around and, and hit me, and my whole right arm went numb. I I knew something was off and uh, ended up having titanium plate and four screws yeah. put in my neck. That mm-hmm. was the end of my career here in Buffalo eventually. Um, so I, you know, from an injury standpoint, I know how scary that is. And so I certainly was thinking of, of DeMar and what's going on through his mind. I was so uh, happy that his mom was able to be there with him in that moment. Mm-hmm. She was able to get into that ambulance with him immediately because that had to be a bit of comfort for him, but also for her. You could imagine if you're, this happened to your son and you weren't able to be there and to hold to hold him. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really emotional stuff, and it is a reality of the game. Um, I do think somehow, some way, the game continues to get safer over the years. It's so much safer now than from when we played and right. from when you covered so many yeah. year, years ago, um, and that's such a positive sign. And and 
there's still progress being made. I, I wouldn't trade it either for anything in the world. I am who I am today because of this sport, because of the bonds that were formed with so many great um, leaders. Um, as you mentioned, Steve, it's such a good point. I think that Sean McDermott and, and Zach Taylor are going to be looked at, at two people who spearheaded a new movement and a new way of thinking in regards to, to players' health and safety. They were not afraid to smash the status quo. That's what great leaders do. Mm -hmm. No matter what has always been done, no matter what the norm has been, you're willing to do something bold, brazen, something that, you know what, you might get in trouble for or be frowned upon for. Yeah, but for. really, in the grand scheme of things, it's, he, they did the right thing. When you look back, you sometimes realize. sometimes it's hard to do the right thing. That, but, be, yeah, because it's going against a current that has not been flowed that in a way. Time, so yeah. when they finally do, and, like, and, and that was why I brought up what my wife mentioned to me, why, why were we living in a world where that right. was okay, right? right. Yeah. They did the right thing. And it makes sense when you have people go ahead and do it. And, but it takes people like that to, again, smash the status quo, change the narrative, and really put into action what has been a lot of words about making player safety more important. And the important thing, they made it the important thing. We're well unfortunately out of time here, Coy, but thanks for stopping by. And I'll just, I'll just be very frank. Coy comes in here, and I haven't seen him in 10 years or something. I mean, like I said, I covered his whole career. He obviously knows Steve really well. He doesn't come in here and give us a handshake. He gives us a hug. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to say <laughs> it was great because <laughs> oh, we're all dealing with it, you know, yeah. and we're, we're removed from it to some degree. We're not in the locker room. Yeah. We're not coaching that team, but we feel it just as much. So really appreciate it. Um, great to see you. And um, I know you'll paint this story in a proper light for CNN uh, as you do a lot of the other stories that you do for that. Network. That's why I'm here um, to let the world know more about this place the people of this place is special, and I'm so grateful for you. You know, you give this name, this team, this brand um, so much to be prideful about in the way you represent this organization, this team, these people the way they deserve to be. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, we appreciate Good it. to see you, man. We're going to take a break here. Be back with your phone calls next on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.